This is Radio Romania International. You are listening to our one-hour broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa. We can also be heard on the Internet at www.rri.ro channel 1. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and other social media platforms. Our programs are also available on TuneIn and via satellite Eurosat 16A on 11.512MHz vertical polarization, azimuth 16 degrees east, symbol rate 29.950 megasymbols per second, standard DVB-S2, modulation 8PSK, audio PID 510. We wish you good reception conditions. Hello, I'm Cristina Matescu with the news. First, the headlines. Romania will continue to support Ukraine and its people for as long as necessary, said Romania's President Klaus Johannes on the first anniversary of the Russian invasion of the neighboring country. Romanian Foreign Minister Bogdan Aurescu welcomed the adoption by the UN General Assembly of a resolution condemning Russia and calling for an end to fighting and the withdrawal of troops. And Radio Romania's concert hall is to host a special concert tomorrow entitled Life in a Suitcase and dedicated to the millions of Ukrainian people forced to leave their country. Today is the first anniversary of the war started by Russia against Ukraine. The response of the international community from the moment the first bombs fell on Ukraine on the 24th of February has been to condemn the Russian aggression, open borders for millions of Ukrainian refugees and send humanitarian and military aid. Also, the international community has imposed sanctions on Moscow aimed at weakening its war machine and propaganda. The members of the European Council on Thursday adopted a declaration condemning the war of aggression begun a year ago by Russia and emphasizing that the European Union will continue to provide political, economic, humanitarian, financial and military support for Ukraine. Also on Thursday, all EU institutions in Brussels were symbolically lit in the colors of the Ukrainian flag, as well as the Eiffel Tower in Paris while a vigil for Ukraine was held in London. Reuters notes that Russia's war in Ukraine has become one of attrition, with both sides suffering increasingly heavy losses. Moscow controls around a fifth of Ukraine's territory. Romanian President Klaus Johannes today sent a message on the first anniversary of Russia's invasion of Ukraine, in which he said his country would continue to support Ukraine and its people for as long as necessary. This battle must be won by Ukraine and Russia must be held accountable for the crimes committed and the lives destroyed. Dear Ukrainian people, you are not alone. You have a reliable friend in Romania who is supporting you in this unjust battle. It is our responsibility of us all to contribute to the victory and build a better future in peace. Romania stands and will continue to stand by Ukraine, the Romanian president said in his video message. He also thanked the Romanian people for their solidarity with and empathy for their Ukrainian neighbors. 
Prime Minister Nicolae Ciucas said the Romanian people, who are strongly attached to the values of the European Union and the North Atlantic Alliance, will continue to support the objective of peace and freedom in Ukraine, a country that has become the outpost of the fight to defend the democratic world. The Speaker of the Chamber of Deputies, Marcel Cholaku, is today visiting the Mihail Kogelnicano 57th Air Base to thank the Romanian and international troops for what they do every day to keep Romania and the entire NATO eastern flank safe. Romanian Foreign Minister Bogdan Aurescu said on Thursday at a special meeting of the UN General Assembly in New York that Bucharest wants peace for Ukraine, but that at the moment the hostilities are at an alarming level, with no signs of diminishing, with unimaginable suffering for the civilian population and drastic and long-term consequences. According to a statement from the Romanian Foreign Office, Minister Bogdan Aurescu also said the hybrid warfare conducted by Moscow and further intensified by fake news, disinformation and malign influences seeks not only to destabilize the region and the most vulnerable states, but also to undermine their unity, mutual trust and solidarity. Minister Aurescu recalled that Romania supports the creation of a special tribunal to prosecute the crime of aggression against Ukraine. He welcomed the adoption by overwhelming majority of a resolution entitled Principles of the Charter of the United Nations underlying a comprehensive, just and lasting peace in Ukraine, in which the UN General Assembly condemns Russia for its invasion of Ukraine and calls for the cessation of hostilities and the withdrawal of troops. To mark one year since Russia's war in Ukraine, violinist Alexandru Tomescu, cellist Razvan Suma and pianist Sinziana Mircea, together with Radio Romania's orchestras and music choirs, will give a special performance tomorrow at Radio Romania's concert hall, entitled Life in a Suitcase. Ukrainian-born flutist Maria Velia, a second-year student at the University of Music in Bucharest, is also invited to perform. The concert aims to highlight the drama of the millions of people who were forced to leave their country, taking with them nothing but a suitcase. And that was the news. Russia's invasion of Ukraine a year ago remains a milestone in the history of Europe as the biggest conflict on the continent since World War II. The crisis prompted a firm and multidimensional response from Romania in support of the neighboring country and its people. I'm Ana Maria Popescu with more details in this commentary written by Mihai Pelin. After having illegally annexed Crimea in 2014, on February the 24th last year, Russia invaded Ukraine. The first step taken by Western countries in the face of the war was to open their borders to millions of refugees. The next was condemning Russia's aggression and sending aid under various forms. The European Community adopted sanction packages against Moscow designed to weaken the Russian economy and with it Kremlin's war and propaganda machine. EU and NATO countries joined forces in supporting Ukraine, which has managed to endure this year in part thanks to the help of the West, including military support. The United States, the UK, European Union and NATO members have supplied this past year equipment and ammunition worth tens of billions of euros. Shortly after the start of hostilities on the Ukrainian front, the 
North Atlantic Alliance for the first time in its history activated the NATO response force, deploying troops and military equipment to the allied countries on its eastern flank, Romania included. At a special meeting of the Bucharest 9 held in Warsaw on Wednesday, Romania's President Klaus Johannes pointed out that the Allied unity and solidarity with Ukraine were critical and had been the secret weapon of NATO countries. He also reaffirmed Bucharest's multidimensional support for its neighbor. As the EU and NATO member country with the longest border with Ukraine, Romania acted with full responsibility in support of Ukraine and its people. Ever since the first days of the crisis in the neighboring country, the most severe one in Europe in the past decades, Romania has provided humanitarian aid as well as political, diplomatic and economic support. It helped and hosted over 3.5 million Ukrainian refugees and was involved in facilitating the transit of around 12 million tons of grains from Ukraine to international markets. The government of Romania has constantly responded to Kyiv's appeals and made available, among other things, fuel, medicines, foodstuffs and ambulances. The International Humanitarian Hub opened in Suchava in northeastern Romania at the Ukrainian border in March 2022, facilitated more than 50 shipments of humanitarian aid from countries like Italy, France, Bulgaria, Austria, Slovenia, Cyprus, Greece, Germany and North Macedonia. In July 2022, the Romanian government launched the National Action Plan on Integrating Ukrainian Refugees in Romania. At a diplomatic level, Bucharest has firmly condemned Russia's aggression against Kyiv and contributed to the international isolation of Russia by supporting the resolutions adopted by the United Nations Security Council and General Assembly and, not least, the bilateral dialogue and cooperation with Ukraine have been stepped up. Bucharest consistently supports the neighboring Republic of Moldova, a next Soviet state with a majority Romanian-speaking population. Anna Camera Simeon with this commentary by Bogdan Matei. A poet once launched a metaphor, reading as follows. A citizen of the Republic of Moldova who comes to Bucharest makes a trip from home to home. Created on part of the Eastern Romanian territories annexed in 1940, following an ultimatum by Stalin's Soviet Union, the Republic of Moldova proclaimed its independence from Moscow on August 27, 1991, after the failure of the neo-Bolshevik coup against the last Soviet leader, the reformer Mikhail Gorbachev. On the same day, Romania became the first country in the world to recognize the statehood of its new neighbor. On Thursday, the president of the Republic of Moldova, the pro-Western Maya Sandu, herself holder of Romanian citizenship, came to Bucharest as if she were coming at home. The security situation was the main point of the agenda of the talks with her counterpart, Klaus Johannes. According to the Moldovan officials, the Republic is facing all the elements of a hybrid war, such as false bomb alerts, cyber attacks, illegally financed protests, and energy blackmail from Russia. 
the pro-war propaganda, incitement to hatred, misinformation, which are part of the same hybrid war, are meant to weaken the resilience of citizens, the Moldovan officials add. And President Sandu herself announced this month the foiling of a coup planned in Moscow, in which mercenaries from Russia, Belarus, Serbia and Montenegro were supposed to destabilize the republic. The information regarding a Russian plot to overthrow the government of the Republic of Moldova is deeply worrying. The spokesperson for the U.S. National Security Council, John Kirby, immediately reacted. He admitted that the alleged plot was not confirmed by independent sources, but added that it was certainly not outside the limits of Russian behavior. The Romanian president also emphasized that the external threats to the democratic order in the Republic of Moldova were particularly worrying. President Johannes pointed out that Romania would continue to support the respect for the sovereignty and territorial integrity of the Republic of Moldova within its internationally recognized borders. I assure you that the Republic of Moldova is not alone in the face of these challenges, he told Maya Sandu. In turn, Maya Sandu said that the joint projects with Romania helped the Republic of Moldova resist and move forward on the European path. In this complicated period, Romania stands by us sincerely and disinterestedly. While some are blackmailing us, others are embracing us, she concluded. Maya Sandu also announced that the new government in Chisinau, installed less than two weeks ago, would continue the dialogue with Romania, and that the Prime Minister Dorin Rechan would next week come to Bucharest on his first visit abroad after taking office. And that was Radio Newsreel. Focus on Romania. Next in today's broadcast, it's Hit of the Day. Listen to Scent of a Woman, brought to you by Arando Marquez and Tavi Colon. Parfum de femeye, Să-ți fim toate dorințele unde 
on Romania The Green Planet Welcome to The Green Planet with me Eugen Nasta The virgin forests are the last forest ecosystems where nature has survived in its purest form without being significantly affected by human intervention Elsewhere across Europe the virgin forests have become almost extinct Yet in Romania, there are roughly 250,000 hectares of virgin forests. Since 2015, the virgin forests have been protected by the law, as they have been included in the virgin and quasi-virgin forests catalogue. In the virgin forests, trees die of old age, they fall, they break, or they wither rather fast, while the dead wood is left there, feeding the ecosystem for the generations to come. The virgin forest is home to trees of all ages, from the freshly sprouting seeds to the trees that have reached their physiological limit, quite like a community. Children, parents and the elderly supporting each other, living a harmonious and healthy life. Or at least that is what we've read in a message posted by World Wildlife Fund Romania Environment Organization on its own site. Under the crowns of 500-year-old giant trees living together are over 10,000 species ranging from unicellular organisms, mushrooms, plants, insects to big mammals such as the wild boar, the deer, the chamois, the wolf, the lynx, the brown bear. If the virgin forest disappears, with it a thousand-year-old natural evolution cycle disappears too. The virgin forest is a living lesson preserved in nature's genuine laboratories. It is also part of Romanian local communities' cultural identity. Radu Melu is a national manager of World Wildlife Fund Romania's forest division. He spoke about the importance of the virgin forests. They are important in various respects. If we considered biodiversity, these forests are important because in them we can find those categories of species that need peace and quiet, very old trees, large quantities of deadwood, actually all those categories of species that live better when man does not intervene in the forest. If we have a large landscape, a very large one, with cultivated forest and a forest from where wood is extracted, 
but also some quasi-virgin forest plots where it did not intervene, allowing nature to have its own evolution there. Then we can stand the chance to have the whole biodiversity spectrum in that particular area. So it is the biodiversity that contributes something more. These forests come with something extra as compared to the cultivated forests. In a separate move, these forests have their own evolution with no human intervention. In effect, we see how nature would develop. We have the chance to see how nature thinks for its own further evolution, if you will, considering climate change. As for climate change, we've had something like that before. Our planet has faced these climate changes before, and yet, in their wake, nature found its own ways of survival. For instance, the beech tree has not been a dominant species before the last glaciation. After the last glaciation, the beech tree has developed perfectly fine. It has become a dominant species in Europe. It is the solution nature found for afforestation and for vegetation to regenerate. Well then, here we are again asking questions, but we cannot ask nature about a cultivated forest or, if the case, about exotic species. We ask nature in such natural forests, in such forests whose evolution has never been perturbed by man, and we find out, we see what direction it takes, and we can also imitate the same thing in the cultivated forests. In order to be protected by the law, Romania's virgin forests need to be reintroduced in a dedicated catalogue. Such an undertaking is in no way simple, yet it is worth the while doing that. The Catalogue of the Virgin and the Quasi-Virgin Forest is a project initiated and permanently supported by World Wildlife Fund. The project is operational and held in high esteem by the international authorities. Here's Radumelu once again, this time speaking about the forestry protection official instrument. The catalogue is in fact a base where all the forests were included, which have been identified as virgin or quasi-virgin forests on the territory of our country. In this catalogue, what we have in fact are those plots and subplots, as the forest in Romania is divided in these basic units known as forest plots and can be identified very easily. They can be found there. The information is clear about the forest district, about the area, the county where the plots can be found, and they have been included in the national catalogue with their surface area, with all the details. So once a new arrangement is being done, a new planning stipulating where, what and how much can be cut down is in place, those particular surface areas are avoided. There, logging is no longer recommended while the respective surface areas thus remain protected forever, since the law no longer allows for the planners to come and decide upon certain works, on logging operations or any other intervention that could affect the natural evolution of those forests. The Environment, Waters and Forest Ministry updates this catalogue periodically. As we speak, a surface area of more than 71,000 hectares have been included of virgin and quasi-virgin forests. The process is ongoing, yet more involvement is needed on the part of the interested entities. Forests and protected areas administrators, education or research institutions, non-governmental organizations. And that was The Green Planet.
This is Radio Romania International. Cultural event. Hello and welcome to our culture feature. I am Kuni Kotsoyu. This month, the Romanian National History Museum, RNHM, hosts a micro-exhibition dedicated to love. It is called A Love Story 6,000 Years Old, The Lovers of Gumelnica. It features a prehistoric exhibit celebrating the most complex human feeling, love. We spoke about the piece with museographer and curator Andrea Burzu, asking her if prehistoric people were in love. Se pare că erau, da. Până la urmă, dragostea este ceva universal. Nu văd de ce nu ar fi It seems they were. In the end, love is universal. I don't see why it would not exist in prehistory, in the Neolithic more specifically. This piece was discovered in the archaeological site at Gumelnica in Oltenica, southern Romania, close to the Danube. It is a unique artifact especially in terms of shape. It is a pair of anthropomorphic statuettes, so a pair of statuettes that imitate the human shape. This piece is wholly special, being one of the rare discoveries of its kind, rare examples of representing the man-woman couple in the Neo-Eneolithic art in Southeast Europe. A few such couples have been discovered before, but they do not resemble in shape the piece we are talking about. One interesting piece from this point of view was discovered in Sultana. This is an archaeological site belonging to the Gumelnica culture. This site is also in Kolarash County. The piece we have on display for the public is made of clay, shaped by the artisans of Gumelnica culture by hand, then decorated with incisions and perforations. Fired in a kiln for durability, then it seems that it was painted in red and white with pigments that are still on there in small parts. We are talking about a piece made 6,000 years ago, a piece that belongs to a human civilization we know very little about. It was a very special human society, a complex one. It is the Gumelnica culture, known especially for its specific, very special ceramics painted sometimes with graphite, sometimes with gold. This culture is widespread all over Romania, mainly in Wallachia and Dobroja, but also in the territory known today as Bulgaria. Andrea Burzu described to us the piece on exhibit at the National Museum and told us about the idea that generated the event. Getting back to the piece exhibited at the National Museum, it is a unique discovery representing one of the original creations of the Gubelica civilization, which I mentioned earlier. What is striking is the manner in which the two characters are depicted and the affection between the two is touching. The statuettes have a joint base, they are joined at the bottom. What is remarkable is that the left arm of the female figure is wrapped around the waist of the male figure, while the right arm of the male is on the female's figure's back, holding her behind the shoulders in a gesture of tenderness and protection. We chose to put up this piece in the month we celebrate love from St. Valentine's to our Dragobete. The micro-exhibition is accessible until the end of the month. You have been listening to Cultural Event.
Next in this program, sports. Welcome to Sports Weekend with me, Lakrimera Simeon. In the quarterfinals of the Erste Liga Regional Ice Hockey Competition, the Romanian team ACSH Gergien defeated away from home the Hungarian team Dunavaros 6-1 on Thursday. Overall, the team from Hargita is now leading in the doubleheader 3-0. Also in the quarterfinals, Corona Brasov defeated sport club Mirkuracug away from home 5-2 and now leads 2-1 to one in the direct matches with the defending champion for a place in the semifinals. We now go to tennis. Monica Niculescu stopped in the quarterfinals of the doubles event of the WTA 1000 tennis tournament in Dubai, which has prizes up for grabs worth almost $2,800,000. The Romanian-Belgian pair Monica Niculescu-Kimberly Zimmerman was defeated on Thursday by the pair made up of the American player Desiree Krauchek and Demi Schwartz from the Netherlands, 6-0-6-4. Next, football. On Thursday, Cefere Cluj missed the qualification in the round of 16 of the European Conference League competition. The Romanian champions ended the game with the Italian team Lazio in a draw, 0-all, in the second leg of the playoff for the round of 16. In the first leg held last week in Rome, the Series A team won 1-0. After the game in Cluj-Napoca, Romania no longer has a representative in this year's edition of the European Cups. We now pass to football. From Friday to Sunday, football matches are played counting for the 27th stage of the Romanian Super League Football Championship. Friday will see two games, FC Universitata Craiova against Mioven, and Uta Arad against Farul Constanza. Three matches are scheduled for Saturday. Hermannstadt goes to Santu Gheorghe to face Sepsi. Then Universitata Cluj receives the visit of FC Botoshan, after which Rapid plays Kindia Târgoviște in Bucharest. On Sunday, Universitata Craiova has a match against Voluntar. Then FC Argeș faces FC SB in Pitești. The last game of the stage will take place on Monday in Ploiești between Potrolul and Cefere Cluj. Farul Constanza leads the ranking with 55 points, followed by Cefere with 53 points. And that's all from Sports You Can't. You can also find this sports program on the Internet on RRI's website and Facebook page. You are listening to Radio Romania International. Next in this broadcast, stay tuned for music highlights. I'm Cristina Matescu and today we'll be playing two pieces that were performed at Radio Romania's Concert Hall on the 15th and the 17th of February. Let's begin with the first part entitled Chaos of a work by the French Baroque composer Jean-Ferry Rebel called The Elements with the Radio Romania Chamber Orchestra conducted by Ralf Sohachevsky.
And now let's listen to a piece from Cavalleria Rusticana, the 1890 masterpiece of the Italian operatic composer Pietro Mascani, played by the Radio Romania National Orchestra and the Radio Romania Academic Music Choir.
Living Romania. You are listening to Radio Romania International. Coming up next, Through the Looking Glass. Welcome to a new edition of Through the Looking Glass, in which you look at recent decisions taken by the EU institutions, decisions that also concern Romania. I'm your host, Elena Enake. The European Parliament awarded its 2022 Saharov Prize to the brave people of Ukraine in a ceremony held on December 14. The prize was awarded by the European Parliament's president, Roberta Metsola, who said, quote, The message from Europe has been clear. We stand with Ukraine. We will not look away. The Ukrainian people are not just fighting a war of independence, but fighting a war of values, the values which underpin our life in the European Union and that we have long had the luxury of taking for granted each and every day. Unquote. Russia's unprovoked war of aggression against Ukraine, launched in February 2022, is inflicting enormous costs on the Ukrainian people, who are fighting to protect their homes, sovereignty, independence and territorial integrity. Every day they are also battling for freedom, democracy, the rule of law and European values. Speaking via video link, Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky asked for a minute silence in the name of all Ukrainian men, women, children, military and civilians who have been killed in the war and said, quote, We must act now, not waiting for the war to end, to bring to justice all those who unleashed it and to prevent any repetition of aggression. This will be the most effective protection of freedom, human rights, the rule of law and other common values which are embodied in particular by this award by the European Parliament." Unquote. The Ukrainian president called for support for an international tribunal to bring to justice for the crimes committed by Russia. The Saharov Prize for Freedom of Thought is awarded each year by the European Parliament. It was set up in 1988 to honor individuals and organizations defending human rights and fundamental freedoms. It is named in honor of Soviet physicist and political dissident Andrei Sakharov and the prize money is 50,000 euros. Last year, Parliament awarded this prize to Russian opposition politician and anti-corruption activist Alexei Navalny. Among the other nominees this year were Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky, but also Sonia Guajahara, an environmental and indigenous activist in Brazil, who works for the protection of the rights of indigenous people to control their land. Her activism has put her in conflict with the Brazilian state authorities and powerful farming and mining lobbies looking to seize the control over indigenous territories. The Truth Commission in Colombia was also among the nominees. It is an institution created under a 2016 peace agreement to end the Colombian civil war in 2016. 
It aims to establish the facts about the human rights violations during the conflict and to advocate for the rights of millions of its victims. Another nominee was Shirin Abouakleh, a Palestinian-American journalist for Al Jazeera News Channel for 25 years. She was one of the most prominent reporters in the Arab-speaking world, well known for her reporting on the conflict in Israel and the occupied Palestinian territories. She was shot dead on May 11, 2022, while covering a raid by the Israel Defense Forces on the Jenin refugee camp in the West Bank. Also nominated for the European Parliament's Saharov Prize was Julian Assange, one of the activists behind the WikiLeaks Association. Assange provided world-leading newspapers with documents concerning war crimes, arbitrary detentions, human rights violations and torture. He has been held in prison in the UK and is currently facing extradition to the United States to stand trial on changes of espionage and computer misuse. The European Parliament has recently adopted a resolution on the suspicion of corruption by Qatar and the broader need for more transparency in the EU institutions, with 541 votes in favour, two against and three abstentions. According to a news release on the institution's website, MEPs are appalled by the recent allegations that European Parliament former and current members are involved in corruption, money laundering and participation in criminal organization and support the full cooperation with the ongoing investigation, noting that internal systems failed to prevent corruption. They also denounced the alleged corruption attempts by Qatar, which would constitute serious foreign interference in European democracy. As an immediate measure, MEPs have decided to suspend all work on legislative files relating to Qatar, particularly concerning visa liberalization and the EU aviation agreement with this country, as well as planned visits until things become clearer. They also asked that security passes for representatives of Qatari interests be suspended until the judicial investigations provide clarity. According to the press release, the European Parliament is concerned about potential conflicts of interest caused by side jobs, especially where some MEPs serve as managers on the board of directors or on advisory boards or as consultants to banks, multinational companies or publicly traded companies. MEPs support a system of asset declarations at the beginning and end of each mandate. These declarations could be accessible only to relevant authorities and would be checked if there are substantiated allegations. They also commit to ensuring full transparency regarding their additional income and to prohibit any external financing of MEP and political groups' staff. Parliament will seek to establish a EU-level ban on donations from third countries to MEPs and political parties and asks the European Commission to prepare a proposal to this end. European Parliament members want to make the EU Transparency Register mandatory, extend its scope to representatives of third countries and former MEPs 
and strengthen it so that it can be used to verify information more thoroughly. Dear friends, that's been all from Through the Looking Glass today. I leave you in the company of music. Listen to the pop singer Feli with one of her hits. Until next time, it's goodbye. Să scape trecut Doar să-mi dau voie Să iubesc, să iubesc Dar eu nu am vrut Prin de iubire și răbdare Eu te vedeam Un prefăcut Mă luai în brațe și-mi spune cum nu spune oricui Lasă iubirea să te îmbrace Dă-i timp timpului Focus on Romania. Coming up next on Radio Romania International. Simply Folk. Welcome to Simply Folk, wrapping up today's broadcast. I'm Ana Maria Popescu, and our guest today is Mariana Ionescu Capitanescu with a traditional love song. Și mă duc Și mă joacă cum știi tu Au, 
our broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa has come to an end. You can listen to our next program for Western Europe at 1800 hours UTC on 7350 kHz in the DRM system and on 9770 kHz in analog system. Listeners in Africa can receive our programs tomorrow at 1200 hours UTC on 17821 kHz. We can also be heard on the internet at ri.ro channel 1. If you have any comments or suggestions, please write an email at engl at ri.ro. Goodbye.